We are so excited that this episode of Sober Awkward is sponsored by Sarah Rusbatch Coaching. Find out more later on in the episode. The kettle's boiled, Vic. Great. Perfect timing. Just a dash of milk for me, please, mate. Here you go. Should we get started then? Have you ever woken up on a Sunday morning and said, I'm never drinking again, and then found yourself waving 50 bucks at a barman by happy hour? Are you wondering why everyone else can stop at one while you head to a dodgy after party with a weird bloke called Disco Dave? If so, it might be time to take a deeper look at your relationship with your reliable social crutch, alcohol. On each episode, we'll investigate our own dysfunctional dealings with booze and find out if it's possible to stop this deeply ingrained habit before things get too messy. Yep, we're going to open up a shame shed of humiliating drinking stories to help you understand why waking up from a booze coma each weekend with a kebab sticking out of your top pocket might actually be negatively impacting your health. Hamish and I are here to delve into what it's like being sober, an unwanted warts and all look into why giving up those cheeky pints or putting down those mummy wines will make you feel happier, help your anxiety and mental health and turn you into the most sparkly authentic version of you. Won't that mean I become boring though, Vic? Well, Hamish, we'll just have to wait and see. I'm Victoria Vanstone. I'm Hamish Adams-Cairns. And this is Sober Awkward. Where's Alan? Oh, I've got a text from him here. He's gone away to Europe with his son on some sort of football tour. I've contacted him a few times and he hasn't really got back to me. And then I've suddenly got this, which says, I've spent half my budget in Tesco's on cocktail sausages, pickled onions, crisps and scotch eggs. And that is it. That is all I've got from him. (laughs) Nothing else. And I said, are you okay?" And there's been no response for three days. It sounds to me like he wants money. Do you want us to send him Bitcoin? Yeah, he hasn't sent his bank details. <laughs> yeah, he will. He will. <laughs> He'll probably spend that on pickled eggs as well. It sounds like a sort of gap year student text <laughs> to the parents, leaving a little bit unsaid. I've spent all my money. I'm sleeping on the street. Okay, we'll give you some money. Get yourself into a hostel. I'm hoping he's okay, Alan, on tour <laughs> with his son. Oh, it worries me a little bit. <laughs> it's weird having... when He's not here because we're in a different studio and he's away. So we are without Alan today, which is slightly odd. I know, I feel naked. I, you are naked. Yes. <laughs> That's why I feel that way. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> we should start this episode by saying seasons, greetings and Merry Christmas to you, Vic. Yes, seasons, greetings to you. Happy Christmas, Hamish. Party season is upon us and we are no different here at Sober Awkward. So I have brought a few bits to get us in the mood. Oh, some scented candles and massage oil. No, Vic, it's not that kind of party. Oh, damn it. Even though I am naked. (laughs) Not only are we celebrating Christmas, but today is the last episode of our fourth series. That's right. We're going to take a break for a couple of weeks to spend some time with our horrible little families um, and we're going to be right back with you on New Year's Day. I'm actually going to release a super bonus episode on Christmas Eve. I'm doing a special episode with William Porter, which we're going to do over the phone in England. He's going to tell us all about cravings. So I'm going to try and release that on Christmas Eve for everybody. So keep an eye out for that as well. Yeah, so schedule in a walk or a bit of time away from your family on Christmas Eve. Yes, I always uh, schedule time away should. from the family at Christmas. <laughs> Why just wait till Christmas? Uh, before we do anything, Vic, what's the saying? Two's company, three's a crowd? Something like that. 
Well, this party is about to become crowded because we are so excited to welcome back to the podcast. Drum roll, please. Although I got that's a pathetic drum roll. Although I kind <laughs> of gave it. It's even worse. Although I kind of gave it away by saying back. Lucy is here. Hello, everybody. Oh, the dulcet tones of Lucy Lou back in the studio. How exciting. Oh, I'm very excited to be back. A little bit disappointed there's no Alan, so therefore no drum roll, I guess. No, no, yeah. well, again, spaces where there should be some nice sound recordings. Just air. Yeah. <laughs> Alan and his sound effects. Yeah, we have to make them up here. ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast about Alan is a whole different ballgame, isn't it? It's much I less don't know whether it is. I think it's easier. I kind of feel like the teacher's left the room. Yes. And now the students can say what they want. Yes, the grumpy teacher is gone. He's not walking around slamming his cane on the table. He's on the other side of the world, but you still managed to take the piss out of him. <laughs> yeah. Always our aim, always our aim. Well, Lucy, it's so good to have you back. So what I want to do to get us in the mood is to give you guys a few decorations I've brought. Oh, <laughs> Hamish is like the, the Christmas elf. So, okay, you guys have got to choose. I've got a tinsel rainbow with red baubles. Yes, please, I'll have okay, that. Thank you. What's, what do you mean a rainbow? That's a headband. It's a headband. Oh, you can tell, I you feel can tell like I've got daughters. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. rainbow. There you go. <laughs> rainbow headband. Then I've got two pairs of glasses, one which is um, two Christmas trees over each eye and one which is a Christmas hat and oh, reindeer Christmas ant- trees, Christmas, Christmas trees. trees. Oh, yeah, there's Thank you, Mine right, is Christmas yeah. hats and then antlers. I will oh. try and get a photo, everybody, of us in our Christmas gear in the studio where Thank there's all you. people outside working in very serious <laughs> moods and we've come in like completely in fancy dress and stupid glasses. But, yeah. hey, who gives a shit? Exactly. They probably not guess that we're sober. We're actually in a studio we've just realized where um it's kind of one of those workspaces where lots of people come in and sit at a computer and there's podcast studios here and stuff and me and lucy have just been into the toilets and found they've got free tampax which we're very excited by mm. and fizzy water on tap and free wine yes and, and i did notice zero alcohol beer as well oh, really? is there? but the fridge was locked oh, i'm sure you were like let <laughs> me get it frantic, open frantic so you can get wine bef- uh, it's, it's like nine am now yeah but yeah. you can't get non-alcoholic beer yeah oh, interesting rule we'll that's go and ask it. for the key to the fridge the <laughs> special key <laughs> this is australia i'm gonna go and get something and smash the glass <laughs> i've just come back from byron with my eldest oh, yeah. for a couple of nights nice and she was absolutely fascinated by nine o'clock in the morning people in the bars drinking it's strange it's we like, just did an episode on airports so oh, we were yeah. just like yeah everyone at, at nine o'clock in the morning getting absolutely hammered at the airport yeah, it's crazy she was just going like why does everybody drink so early in the morning here and she said it's I said it's Byron darling this is why me and your dad used to live here yeah yeah holiday mode it's what we're talking about today yeah. really it's holiday mode isn't yeah. it people's brains switch and just go right I'm allowed now because it's nine o'clock somewhere nine p.m somewhere in Spain yeah. like mm. where Alan is airports and Byron airports yeah. and Byron yeah exactly <laughs> Okay, we're all feeling suitably festive now, I think. No prizes for guessing what today's episode is all about. It's Christmas. I'm trying to say that in like a Slade sort of way. <laughs> it's Christmas. It's Thank I, you. Was, I was going, it's Christmas. Oh, yes. That's the one that I was thinking. Yes. That, that's what I was trying to do. But yeah, I couldn't remember what it was. Worse than your drum roll. Sorry. <laughs> That's right, guys. Christmas is just around the corner and for many of us it's the hardest day of the year to maintain our sobriety. 
So over the course of this episode, we will all try and share some tips that have helped us over the years. We hope by the end of this episode, you'll feel equipped and ready to have the best sober Christmas ever. So, Lucy, the reason I asked you to come back onto the podcast is not only because Vic and I and Alan and probably all of the listeners bloody miss you, but also I saw it as an opportunity for you to put the stocking on the other foot. Oh, I see what you've done there, Hamish. Very, very funny. Well done. That's funny and clever. And to offer us your insights. I'm sure you spent many an episode prodding Vic for sober words of wisdom, and now is your chance to pass on your own to me and the rest of our listeners. That sounds about right. (laughs) Christmas is a tough one, not only the day itself with all the excitement and stresses that it brings, but also the whole build up to it. The Christmas parties, the work dues, the ingrained drinking culture that kicks into fifth gear as soon as December is upon us. Yeah, those reasons are why Christmas is so bloody tough. Christmas is probably a date you have earmarked in your diaries from way back in last January. And a day that Should you make it through without drinking, you will feel like you can conquer the situation. The obvious question is why? Why is this day such a tough one? Why do we all celebrate baby Jesus's birthday with more booze than we would on our own? It's a good point, Vic. And I think most of it goes down to old traditions, which is why it's so important to create new ones in our sobriety. Let's name a few here. I want to start with the obvious one, which is that Christmas is basically an extended holiday. And extended holidays mean one thing only for many people, and that is drinking. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, because also you've got more recovery time. People are off work, so therefore you're not as concerned about going to work with a big hangover. Yeah, and also there's those stressful family get-togethers, which is probably the reason that us three live on the other side of the world to our families. (laughs) We hate to admit it. (laughs) There's a reason we choose to live here. One way to avoid Christmas get-togethers with your family, move to Australia. (laughs) Well, don't you remember, Lucy, my um, bubble and squeak argument that caught my... I think we talked around it before. Well, yeah, and you, all your family followed you to Australia, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Like, so you still have the family I arguments. I still have the family arguments. There was like a pure meltdown one Christmas day when somebody ate the bubbling squeak and everyone got annoyed. <laughs> it was like, get out of my house. You've eaten the bubbling squeak. <laughs> were a few drinks involved? A few drinks were involved. Not me. I was like, I didn't eat the bubbling squeak. I'm sober. I don't do things like that. <laughs> who, who ate the bubbling squeak? One of my children. <laughs> okay. oh dear probably more appropriate for uk than australia but it's bloody dark most of the day which means you're fairly limited in your outdoor activities nothing is open it's dark and cold and then after the fifth board game and hundredth replay of morecambe and wise (laughs) a drink doesn't seem such a bad idea it is a good point isn't it so i feel like that about the whole Christmas to New Year period. Oh, yes. Uh, it's dark. It's cold. Yeah, Everything's yeah. shut. Yeah. Is it's it, family time. It is interesting, that, isn't it? But also, you can say that we also say, oh, the sun's out. No, yes. Let's, get, let's have a cold beer. So I think whether it's dark <laughs> or whether it's yeah. bright True. and sunny, True. we do find an excuse, don't we? Absolutely. And actually, my experience of Christmases here, I've had less than you both have here. Yeah. But I feel like in England, it's cold and miserable, so don't go outside. Here, it seems that Christmas Day is either the hottest day of the year. So you yes, it's outside, always boiling. Or it pisses down. Rain. Yes, yeah. But either way, no one's outside on Christmas Day, that's what I found. And everyone's still drinking. Doesn't yeah. make any difference. Like, it? If it's raining, oh, we may as well have a drink. If the sun's out, we may as well have a drink. Yeah. If it's dark, oh, we'll have a drink. Oh, there's a bit of fog starting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what fog means. Yeah. Got, to, got to get a drink. <laughs> got to get another drink down my neck. <laughs> bit of fog. <laughs> 
three British people talking about the weather. About God, 10 minutes oh, it could be here all day, yeah. What an interesting podcast. Oh, it's still like quite warm outside though, isn't it? <laughs> We've got a whinge about it. Yeah. Um, another one is that most of the food and drink on the day revolves around alcohol. From champagnes in the morning to brandy on the Christmas pudding, it's pretty hard to avoid, even if you're eating. Yeah, and also there's the one about hating Christmas. Yeah, some I mean, people do. Yeah, it, it, some, sometimes it can be a really difficult time of year for a lot of people and really stressful and having a drink can mask some of that pain. Certainly. I think I, I didn't hate Christmas, certainly with my kids, but I did definitely drink to manage the stress of Christmas. Yeah. And we talk about the build-up. Um, you know, I, I overcompensate for my kids because we're on the other side of the world, so they don't get the presents to unwrap. They get money from family. So I have to get them loads and loads of presents to unwrap. I have to get them a stocking bursting full of presents. And because we haven't got extended family to spend Christmas with, I have to overdo what we do on the day and try exceptionally hard. And that is really hard to do. So... By the time the day comes, I'm literally ready to collapse and I'm or, or, or burst. I don't know, yeah. but the pressure's built up so hard. Maybe you just need a wee. Yeah, just maybe. Need to go to the toilet. Well, maybe all those years of being drunk on Christmas Day, that was what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your bowel movements. That's yeah. all it is, Lucy. Maybe. That is what I've discovered. I think the number one rule of being a parent of a baby is you bowel can movements. no longer pee when you need to pee. Oh, yeah. No. That is basically parenting. You get very good <laughs> Good advice. Yeah, yeah. Someone asks you, what's it like being a parent? Is that your That's response? It. Honestly, the amount of times I've been like, okay, I need to go to the loo. You're just going to sit on my lap whilst I pee because I can't hold it anymore. It's a weird communal <laughs> Pee session. <laughs> oh dear, that's funny. Um, there's the other thing as well that it seems that alcohol is everywhere at Christmas. Every advert is for Baileys or booze hampers or liquor filled chocolates. I had a funny incident last week. My friend Carty, my beautiful friend Carty, hello, she sent me a box of chocolates. I haven't actually told her this story, so I'll have to get her to listen to this episode. But she sent me the most beautiful box of chocolates you've ever seen. It was like art in the post. It arrived and you opened it up and every chocolate was decorated and painted, like hand painted. It was pure quality to say well done for your book deal. Anyway, she obviously didn't realise that they were like 50% of them were boozy chocolates. So I kind of ate some of them that weren't boozy and I put the rest away and I thought, oh, I'll save them for somebody else who's coming round. That afternoon, I'd been looking after somebody else's three-year-old. I'd lost, <laughs> I'd lost them for a moment and I found them under the bed and they'd eaten all the booze chocolates. No. Two three-year-olds. I had to tell the mum when she picked her up. I was like, oh, sorry, they ate all the boozy posh chocolates. And were they behaving like we used to? Yeah, we they drank? were both passed out, yeah. Puking and puking. <laughs> Luckily, they weren't, but they were acting a little bit crazy. Luckily, the mum thought it was quite funny. I mean, I, I'd hidden them. They'd gone and got a chair and dragged it out to the fridge and gone up to the top of the fridge and got the posh chocolates out and scoffed them under the bed. I could never have known about it. So, don't anyone call child services. The I irony of that. We trust our child with the sober Victoria Vanstone. Yeah. <laughs> the three year old came back hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk toddlers. <laughs> But it's true, though, booze is everywhere at Christmas. You can't bloody avoid it. It's shoved down our throats and then swiftly washed down with a bit of Rudolph and a stale mince pie. Even in the mince pies, they have booze in. So watch your labels. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Is it real booze in there? I think it's burnt off booze. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not for everybody who's sober drink eating Mm. mince pies and eating Christmas pudding and things like that. It Mm. is burnt off. I know my sister doesn't eat burnt off alcohol and I I generally avoid it just because I don't want that taste, I think. But yeah. There was a case in the UK where a woman got stopped for drink drink driving and done for drink driving and she hadn't drunk anything, but she'd been to a Christmas lunch 
beef stroganoff. Uh, 45 mince pies. And, yeah, maybe. <laughs> God. Yeah. So how many mince pies would you have to get yeah. done for drink driving? Well, the brandy custard. The oh, and the brandy custard, brandy yeah. custard. And then, you know, because like you say, all of Christmas food is somehow laced with that. It it's laced, yeah. It's like injected into it secretly, isn't it? <laughs> Lucy, in one of our first episodes, you retold a few stories of Christmases that you had ruined for your children because you were drinking. We do encourage anyone to go back and listen to that episode. Sorry, Lucy. (laughs) Hooray! Go back and listen to how Lucy ruined Christmas. It could be a movie. (laughs) Lucy ruins Christmas. But rather than retell those, tell us a little bit how you found your first two sober Christmases and how you're going to be spending it this year. Yeah, Christmases are really different now. And as you say, Vic, I've done two of them. And I would say that my teens, 16, 19, love Christmas now that I don't drink. Okay, great. They really do. I don't like Christmas anymore. Mm. Um, I think you've just spent too many years associating it with associating it with alcohol. I know it's wrong. It shouldn't be associated with alcohol, but it is. It feels like Christmas without a drink. And this is just me being entirely honest. It's how I feel it's not right. It's because of all my years of of um, very unhealthy drinking. I I feel that something's missing and it's a really big part of Christmas for me. My first two years were, I had Vic on speed dial. Yeah, you did, yeah. And, um, and that was really actually hugely helpful. So anyone having your first Christmas sober or even if you're... Have Vic on speed me, dial. Yeah, have Vic yeah. on speed dial. She's got nothing else to do. <laughs> nothing. She'll be sitting around, she'll be lying in bed, yeah. doing nothing all day. Eating mince pies. <laughs> Lying on the beach in Thailand. <laughs> yes, I will be. Um, but yeah, anyone who's worried about... I still worry about Christmas. I'm coming out to my third and I am worried about it. So anyone who is in the same position as me, have a friend on speed dial who you can talk to if you need to. Um, I think Vic will be charging people. If they- <laughs> yeah, I think that's about time I start charging, <laughs> don't you? Um, yeah, and you know, my first Christmas sober was was... Uh, unusual and wonderful and difficult my very close friend invited us around for christmas lunch at her house and she didn't drink for me lovely which was really great of her but i felt flat Mm. the kids were happier that i wasn't drinking the second one which was last year was a bit of a write-off because um the kids were going to their dads and he didn't confirm a time right so i we had a beautiful christmas morning and then we were kind of wait i couldn't really prepare another meal and right. really if you can't drink you want to be food doing something or yep. you want to be eating or preparing food yeah and i didn't have to do a christmas lunch or a christmas dinner so i just made a pavlova because that's what you do here in australia <laughs> <Yeah>. for christmas <laughs> and you then, have to it's the law yeah, out. exactly yeah. if in doubt make a pavlova <laughs> yeah which i did and then they ended up going very late for lunch at his so the three of us just sat and ate a pavlova at lunchtime <laughs> so it was just a really weird christmas and then they went to their dads and i was sat on my own all afternoon yeah. and the neighbors were having a christmas party and that was like hell on earth I was like holding on very tightly to the edge of the couch it's true FOMO sometimes you get in in sobriety that fear of missing out like it's about preparation so that you don't get those down moments and keeping yourself busy what did you do during that time I watched some TV, played Scrabble. Yeah, online <laughs> Scrabble. I know, don't, don't be embarrassed. That'd be like my favourite thing to do. What I did was I went back to one of my techniques, which was get through the next minute. If yeah. you can get through the next minute and the next minute and the next minute. I knew my kids had gone out on the boat with their dad and they were all drinking. Yeah. Um, I could hear people partying. It was just so difficult. 
but by the time the evening came, and I think I mentioned this in the podcast before, the party noise it had gone from fun to overdrunk. Yes. No yeah. one sounded like they were having much fun anymore. And I was able to just text the kids say, hey, let me know if you need picking up. Yeah. Which was great because yeah. they don't have to get an Uber on Christmas Day. And then I was able to just chill in front of the TV and watch something Christmassy. And I was like, I feel good now. I've done it. Yeah. So looking back at that and, you know, thinking about, talking about helping people today around Christmas. I think for me, I say I don't like Christmas anymore, but I love Christmas morning. I I love Christmas lunch if I'm doing it. I don't like the afternoon, but I like the evening. So I can almost pinpoint four hours out of the day where the problem lies. And I think that if that's a really good tip for anyone who struggles with drinking, what time of day is the problem part of the day? For many people, it's between four and seven. Mm. That's when it was for me. So there's just three hours there that you've got to somehow find out how you're going to get through them. Mm. So try and pinpoint where the problem might be on Christmas Day and work out how you're going to get through that time. If I was doing the same sort of Christmas again this year, I'd do it quite differently based on my experiences from last year. I'd know when those few hours of really difficult and I'd arrange to catch up with a friend good idea yeah um I I think Vic you'd invited me to yours yes because I'd made the mocktails and I was saying right come on I don't want you being on your own come over to my mum and dad's and we'll just argue over over bubble and squeak for a couple of hours I mean I was tempted as you can imagine Hamish I mean that argument over bubble and squeak going around (laughs) the house no wonder I stayed at home yeah and then watch a load of people get hammered on the couch (laughs) yeah fair enough you were watching Downton again weren't you yeah oh that's a trigger I still can't watch Downton you do raise an interesting point, though, which is that I think being kind to yourself and your sobriety on Christmas Day, it might take a few years to figure out which tools work for you to enjoy it again. It might take a few years to even enjoy Christmas Day. Hamish and I are so excited that Sober Awkward is being proudly supported by Sarah Rusbatch Coaching. Sarah has supported thousands of women across the globe to completely change their relationship with alcohol. She works comprehensively with her clients to change neural pathways and ingrained beliefs around alcohol. Sarah leads by example when it comes to supporting others on their alcohol-free journey. She's been alcohol-free for nearly four years and was one of Australia's first accredited grey area drinking coaches. We've heard so many testimonials from Sarah's clients in America, Australia and the UK saying working with Sarah was the missing piece when it came to finally changing habits and mindset around booze. Her upcoming January alcohol-free challenge kicks off on the 8th of Jan and it has all the tools and resources you will need to completely change your drinking habits for good. It's perfect for anyone trying sobriety for the very first time or in the early days of treading the zigzaggy path. If you need support, connection, resources, guidance and inspiration, then this is perfect for you. And the good news is, Hamish, for all of those sober awkward people, it is currently half price. You even get an extra special sober awkward discount. Just add the promo awkward. If you want freedom from alcohol and a more fulfilling, confident life, then this is how you get it. Head to sarahrusbatch.com or click the link in the show notes to grab your spot on this amazing sobriety course. Yep, get on there. Make 2023 the year you give up booze. We promise it will be the best thing you ever do. Yes. Don't beat yourself up if it's got to 
Boxing Day and you had a crap at Christmas Day for yeah. the second or third or fifth time. Yeah, you might have a shit Christmas Day if you've just given up drinking because it is very confronting. But the fact is you've got to try and replace the, the alcohol with something else. That's the, probably the best advice we can give today. It's like have something else to do, have something else at hand, whether it's Scrabble or going for a walk or any of these things. You've got to have a replacement item, if you know yeah, what I mean. And you're going to feel much better on Boxing Day. Yeah. You, know, you really are. Yeah. Um, I think as well, um, just one more tip. Um, because I've got older kids, I think. I think when I think about it, if my kids were younger, like you two, I think it would be easier because you can sort of pl- you can play into them more. The yeah, no distraction. Yeah, totally. My kids are older and they don't drink hardly at all. Amazingly, incredibly, yeah. I am going to be contacting the hospital to see if there was some sort of mix-up at birth because <laughs> I still can't believe it. Yeah, but that's since you've given up drinking yeah. that your children have stopped drinking, yeah. Yeah, isn't it? Awesome. So yeah. there, there's a really important point there. You know, never underestimate the cycle breaker. Oh, it's something God, that comes so up a lot on this podcast. podcast. It's so yeah. important. There you yeah. go. There is that taking mm. place. Leading yeah. by example, Lucy's children that did drink two years ago yeah. don't drink anymore because they've seen Lucy give up. Now, yeah. you, you can't say better than that, can no, you? And I'm, it, yeah, a, I'm that's a fucking a good at Scrabble now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just, you know, it is hard when you, you, you know, perhaps your kids are older and, and you are a bit lonely on Christmas Day because you haven't got the young kids. So then you need to reframe that. thing that you need to do with part of the day, you might need to reframe the entire day. But you probably won't know until you've done a few sober Christmases what that is going to be for you. Yeah, great advice, Lucy. Does it say something about all three of us that we're spending this Christmas not in our own homes? All of us are running away. Mm. Lucy's going to be in the UK. Vic, we alluded to, is going to be in Thailand. I'm going to Western Australia. I'm thinking, is that like a really basic way of making Christmas feel like something different, like something special if you're just not spending it in your kitchen as usual? I think for me, I'm really looking forward to this Christmas because of that exact reason. I'm turning Christmas on its head a little bit by not being at home, not having to do the roast, not having to deal with family, not wrapping up presents even. We're going to have a beach Christmas. I'm going to go and get the kids a few things from the market. I've got to explain somehow why Santa hasn't come, even though (laughs) I know I'm going to get them to write a letter to him this week to say, we're going to be away. Can you drop the presents off at home? (laughs) I'm trying to still work that one out mentally how that's going to work but obviously we can't like we're going backpacking so we can't shove presents in the bags anyway hopefully Santa comes to Thailand I'm not sure that they have Christmas there and I'm actually really looking forward to that fact because getting away for Christmas for once it isn't going to be the normal traditional stuff there isn't going to be adverts blaring in my face you know like all the Christmas boozy adverts there isn't going to be Baileys being passed under my nose every two minutes and I'm actually really looking forward to that I want to break the traditions and definitely no bubble and squeak Lucy oh I've written here that I got to explain to the kids about Satan's present delivery (laughs) Okay, unpack that, please. So I think I meant to say Santa. Oh, I did read it as Satan earlier, and I, th- I wonder if that's a Thai tradition. <laughs> oh God! Explain to the kids about Satan's well, presence. Just going to punch them all or something. <laughs> oh yes, it's not Santa coming this year, children. We're in Thailand, and Satan comes. <laughs> He's going to steal something from you all. Yeah, he takes <laughs> what did he say about you, Vic? When I was reading these notes, I just got skimmed over that. Yeah. You know, I did skip like a, a, a millisecond second and then I just thought oh it's Vic's there'll, there'll be uh, it, it probably oh I've gone red yeah, that's really funny for Christmas at hers. <laughs> Satan's present delivery oh you're as quiet this afternoon at yours Lucy come on over we're doing Satan's <laughs> delivery no thanks one yeah, I'll scrabble. just stay at home listening to the Christmas party. oh Satan's been <laughs> 
Oh, God, I'm going to have to calm down a bit. That's made me die yeah, laughing. God, oh, so dear. Funny. Yeah, so this year I'm just gonna, it's all going to be coconuts on the beach and books and reggae at sunset. I'm so excited. I think um, sober Christmases can be about going against the grain sometimes, what you're talking about, Lucy. That Christmas regime that we feel mm. like we all need to stick to in, like, military style, it doesn't have to be that. You can sort of rebel against Christmas a little bit. If it makes you feel uncomfortable all of those long ingrained traditions, then bloody fuck them off and go away and do whatever you want to do on your sober Christmas day. Yeah, I mean, we do talk about sobriety as being a blank slate, taking everything away and starting again. And, you know, that's what Christmas day is when you're sober. You can yeah. take it all away and start it again and do yeah. it your own way. But of course, you've got to get rid of all those like long insect traditions first of all and that's that's a difficult part how does a sober christmas look for you in comparison to your drinking years vic i mean now i remember christmas day and always christmas day for me was the most hungover day of the year because i would go out on christmas eve it was that time in england i'm talking about years ago Mm. where everyone would be back from uni all your mates from school would be at the local pub and it was just like the best night of the year Mm. and we and i are nodding yes they are really they're like nodding dogs (laughs) right now good old days you used to go to your local at the end of the road and all the people that you've spent all your lives growing up would all be back and it was brilliant we just used to get overexcited i remember i actually got beaten up on christmas eve once walking home of yeah I don't know why some people just came and attacked us and my friend Tom woke up with two black eyes on Christmas morning <laughs> yeah it was just apart from that one incident it's generally <laughs> it was we generally, just let that slide yeah, yeah you can let that slide I don't really I can't really explain it we just got attacked on a bridge that's all I that's all I can tell you it was some Christmas trolls I mean, had come honestly, from under the bridge and I dread to think what you did to invoke yeah. that <laughs> yeah, I can't remember quite honest <laughs> Oh dear. So yeah, oh, look, I've written it again. Soak it up. Remember the kids' faces when they opened Satan's gifts. What's going on? Oh, this made me laugh. I've put Satan instead of imagine, Santa. All imagine the, way the kids' faces when they opened Satan's gifts. <laughs> <laughs> when it's just bills that they need to pay. Oh, and their favourite things missing. Oh, sorry, that's making me cry with laughter. Yeah, their their favourite toys with their heads chopped yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Doc. <laughs> Broken Playstations. <laughs> Satan's gift. Oh, dear. Last year, I did do the mocktail party on Christmas Day. I was home. Um, mm. Some people liked it, some didn't. The kids joined in. I didn't put any alcohol-free drinks in there. It was just like cordials and fizzy water and mint and all those things. Highly recommend doing that to anybody who is not drinking. Create your own special bar, you know, get parrots on sticks and sparklers and, you know, fancy umbrellas and make yourself a smart mocktail because you do want to feel special. Sober people deserve to feel special on Christmas Day and that is a great way of doing it. So I do that now. I swap things out. Like we said, I reframe Christmas a little bit and it just means I'm more present mind the pun with the children I am not thinking about alcohol I'm not preoccupied with where my next drink is coming from I am looking at them opening their presents and I'm absorbing the joy of Christmas day instead of numbing it out I think that's really important and also it's different because now I understand that you don't have to drink on Christmas day for me it was so ingrained that I thought that I had to that 
there was no way out. It was just like, well, this is what we do. So therefore I have to continue doing it. And that's a big epiphany for anyone in their sobriety is that actually you don't have to drink on Christmas Day and you can do it your own way. It turns out I was so wrong for so many years and I missed out on a lot of Christmases because I was either hungover or just pair of the dog to get rid of the hangover. And then Christmas just was a complete write off. I mean, I did still enjoy Christmas. It was more of a raucous fun. Whereas now compared to then, it's more of a chill fun less chaos and more content time with my family I suppose like all drinking it was where you would get drunk and there'd be maybe one hour of feeling really good then it's downhill from there isn't it whereas when you don't drink Christmas day is more leveled but it's a longer period of enjoyment rather than that quick high of feeling good and then the downhill slope where you're trying to keep reaching that drinking high by drinking more and you're drinking all day so you're like topping it up topping it up like starting with the Bucks Fears and then the next glass of wine and shall I move on to Bailey's shall I move on to this and you're like you're constantly topping up because you're, there's like a fear of a come down. So you drink more and more and more throughout the day. A lot of people have a little nap, don't they, on Christmas yeah. afternoon. That's a very English thing to do is yeah, sit and watch the Queen's speech and have or a nap. The King's speech this Oh, the year. King's yeah. speech. Oh, yeah, I hope that's better I'll than the Queen's speech. Oh, sleep yeah. For that. yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I'll be tuning out on that moment, even in Thailand. Hey, you don't like making it easy for yourself this year. How are you going to feel about it? So, yeah. This year, I'm combining a lot of things which people say are the hardest things to do sober all in one. So firstly, my birthday is Christmas. Right? My birthday is on the 20th. So I always okay, have this right. like, birthday, Christmas, New Year, oh, two-week big gardening. Mm, boo sesh. Yeah, basically. Mm. But Christmas Day this year, I'm going camping with lots of young children. And it's my wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a lot of, of course, things yes. which are sort of meant to drink on. Well, uh, and, the children specifically. Yeah. Being a- <laughs> Sitting on kids. children drinking booze. Yeah. So I'm com- sort of combining all of them into one. I am quite lucky because the people that we are spending Christmas with are not big drinkers. Mm. So that was quite important. Uh, camping could be tricky if they were. Are they Satan worshippers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pitch them the idea of Satan gifts and see if they're on board. <laughs> In a way, that is it difficult, but it's also good because you are putting it all together in one hit. So it's like, if I can get through this kind of week or two weeks, done it. That's how, yeah, that's done it. how I'm yeah. done I've it. done my wedding anniversary, I've done Christmas, yep. I've done New Year and my yep. birthday. I'm through. Yeah, and that, that builds confidence. Those wins, those events, doing all of those things, they make you more and more and more confident in your sobriety. And then you just know you can do anything. You feel like a warrior. You but do. what you said earlier about the cooking made me laugh. So day before yesterday, I said to Liz, look, I'm going to be the only one sober at Christmas. I'm obviously going to have all of this time on my hands. Let me really focus on the food. Okay, great. She said, thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I've tasted your cooking. I'd rather cook. Okay. I thought you were going to say, I'd rather die. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not allowed so to cook. So you have cooking. nothing to do. No, got nothing. So I'm worried about well, you. Well, then I was thinking maybe I could cook things that aren't, you don't need to actually cook. So I could be like in charge of salads or oh, cocktails. or determined. Yeah. Satan salad. Just give me something to do. I don't know. Could you make start a shell collection or something? Yeah. <laughs> Wandering up the beach with this wicker basket. Picking up <laughs> shells. Shell man. Well, that is part of my plan. I do think I could totally immerse myself both in the food, which I'm now not cooking, but I can be really like into the taste of the food okay. or really into nature. We're going to be in the Margaret <laughs> River. So I could go on a, like a mad walk and naked. really, yeah, naked. yeah, naked. And really Covered in soak mud. up like the beauty of my surroundings okay. rather than yeah. just the time that I would be drinking. Everyone be like, where's Hamish fucked off to again? Yeah. <laughs> Why isn't he helping doing any of this? He's, I just oh, he's out in the woods oh, I just rummaging around. <laughs> 
And just think, Hamish, in the morning when, the, I mean, there is nothing worse than a hangover when you're yeah. camping. Oh, you'll the worst. Right as a button oh, in yes. the morning. Morning! Getting everybody up. True. And their children are that age, not unlike your children, Vic, where like Christmas is the greatest thing of all. So I think I can feed off their energy, which will yes. maintain my happiness for the all day is the plan. Okay, I like that plan. It's a good plan. Let's send us some pictures of you roaming around in the woods like a lost yeti. Yeah, I'll send you one <laughs> naked photo of me walking around collecting shells. <laughs> like, oh, hey, there you go, right. Lucy. It's been worth coming to this podcast yeah. just to get that promise. Yeah, a guaranteed <laughs> nudie pic. It might come as no surprise to any of you that we have ruined Christmas with our drinking many times. Yes, that's if we can remember them. We probably yep. just mentally block them out. Yes, we do. Too ashamed of our behaviour. Yeah. The real question is how can you prepare for what could be your first sober Christmas? Here are some of our top cracker tips. Get it? Get it? Yes. Very good. <sighs> a cracker of a tip. We, yeah, we get it. Don't okay, explain you, it. You, 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 <laughs> not that. I mean, do crackers, we look? Crackers. I mean, is it, is it the glasses? Crackers, yeah. get it? Get it? <laughs> oh, the first one is to create new non-drinking traditions, i.e. my mocktail pie that I talked about. That is a good one. Yeah, and tell the people you are spending Christmas with beforehand and make sure they're the right people who will support your choices. Not so important. Like the person you spend your first Christmas with. Yeah, She's exactly. Perfect. Yeah, thank you, Mel. Thank My you, Mel. Thank you, Mel. Uh, plan your drinks in advance and treat yourself. If it means you eat more, so be it. Take it as an opportunity to really enjoy the feast that has been laid on. That's all right. That's what I said, you know. Throw yourself into the food, even if you're not allowed to cook it. Yeah, you've got to just treat yourself to anything you want on Christmas Day, food-wise, don't you? Yep. Exercise. Hmm, this sounds very sober and smug, but we're going to do it anyway. (laughs) Allow your smugness to go (laughs) off the charts (laughs) as you go for a run or a long walk whilst everyone else is drinking. (laughs) They are going to hate you for this, so maybe do it secretly. Hide your trainers. (laughs) Hide your trainers outside the door and go and experience nature. A lovely brisk walk. Ah, Yodeling. (laughs) Yodeling. <laughs> Give yourself some time out if you need it. I had a cuppa at the end of the day when my daughters went to spend time with their dad. Um, it's an intense day, so be kind to yourself. And yeah. with that cuppa, have lots of chocolates. A whole box of, if you want. Yes. That's so true. Oh, and I've just released some new teas. I'm going to pop that in there while you say that, Lucy. If you go to www.cuppashop.com, C-U-P-P-A, I've released five teas for sober people to prop you up on your Christmas day. And the starter kit is the perfect Christmas gift for a sober mate. So go on to cuppershop.com and order cup of teas for sober people. Yeah, that's a good that was a good plug then. Yeah, it was, and it I got in there. And yeah, I have been um I've been drinking the nighttime tea. Oh yes, that's that nice. Sell, the tummy tea. It's, yeah, it's really yeah. good. And Gorgeous. there's like a cravings tea and there's a morning tea and a luscious licorice yeah. one. Yeah, so yeah, nice. Brilliant. Yeah. You've yeah. been looking at Lucy and I like we're idiots all episode. I thought you were gonna spell out shop. No. <laughs> <laughs> shop S H O B uh, we, we look idiotic in our Christmas well, They are wearing Christmas, Christmas glasses. glasses. I can't quite keep them seriously. Um, when the day does get intense, you can always go outside and throw snowballs at strangers. Yeah, throw snowballs at children. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you live in England. Snowing, rocks. Yeah, rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. sandballs in your sand case, balls, maybe. Yes. Yeah, sand balls. Mud balls for Hamish, <laughs> sand balls for Vic, and yeah. maybe snowballs if it's the yes. like, white Christmas in England. Yes, you're going to get a white Christmas, hopefully. <laughs> that would be amazing, wouldn't maybe. it? Maybe, you never know. Buy yourself some gifts that will help you get through the day and whack them under the Christmas tree when no one is looking. 
just little treats like bath goodies or a book or chocolates, not ones with alcohol in, a board game, some cup of teas like we just said, an adult colouring book. Lucy bought me one of those last year, didn't you? Yeah, swear one. That's one. Swear one. So I had to colour, I was colouring fuck off when I got angry <laughs> oh, Christmas Day. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> buy yourself a distraction because sometimes people are going to buy you gifts that are not going to fill your time. So whack a few of your own under the tree. Um, and breathe. Big, deep breath, especially when Uncle Tom tells you you're a party pooper or Cousin Rich says you were so much fun when you were a drinker oh, God. that you hate it. The trigger. Breathe out the wankiness and breathe in the oneness. I mean, it's uh, it sounds wanky and woo-woo, but my friend the other day, because I'm doing that speech next week at the show in Byron. Oh, and yeah. She said, breathe in, put one, put your thumb over one nostril and breathe in through one nostril, just through your nose, and it really does relax you. So try that, maybe. And one finger over your arsehole. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everyone. (laughs) Satan's back. (laughs) Satan's sphincter. (laughs) I feel bad for your kids. (laughs) I do too. Chant, do you write this? Yes, I Chant, I am a happy elf in your head. This is not woo-woo. <laughs> Chant, I am a happy elf in your head until you can make your excuses and leave. Leaving early is sometimes the only answer. It's okay. We have talked about that. If you have children, it's the ultimate excuse to leave any party early. Yeah. What, yeah. Leave your kids there? Yeah, leave your yeah. the kids there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, kids are a good excuse to leave. And we really mean that, though. If the day is not going well and you're feeling triggered and you want to drink and it's too much, get the bloody hell out of there. And yeah. chant, I'm a happy elf, I'm a happy elf. I'm, I'm a happy, happy elf. Whilst you've got a finger out your bum. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're really helping people yeah. here. <laughs> Please don't send us photos of you doing no. any of this on Christmas Day. What's wrong with Hamish? <laughs> I'm a happy elf. <laughs> In the woods. <laughs> oh, God. He's been foraging through the mushrooms. <laughs> It's not a bad trip. Oh, dear, stop. I think you've got a special treat for us. This is sort of keeping in tradition that you started in the first series Christmas special, isn't it? So last year I wrote a poem, didn't I, Lucy? So it is sort of the same poem, but I've added a few extra verses for for this year's episode. Nothing satanic. Nothing satanic. Anything about sphincters? (laughs) Beelzebub. What rhymes with sphincter? What rhymes with sphincter? Oh, stop. I'm not going to be able to read it now. My face is hurting. It's called The Christmas Sober Elf. Imagine this Christmas that you have a friendly elf who's there to help you be your sober Christmas self. He will sit on your shoulder whispering words of support and talk you out of opening Nan's bottle of port. He will stop you from thinking, now I am boring, and prevent that New Year's champagne from pouring. He will get you a hobby and find you some AF mates. If you're single, he'll prepare you for some hot sober dates. This elf is on hand, this crimbo, to listen when you're craving. He'll distract you with chocolate if you feel like misbehaving. He will go to the kitchen and switch on the kettle and quietly sit with you while your sober nerves settle. This magic elf will give you confidence and teach you to self-assert, give you the good comebacks when they say one won't hurt. He will help you break the mould for sons and daughters and probably give you a book by the lovely William Porter. The pointy-eared chap will guide you, make you feel strong. He'll hold your hand when you feel raw like you don't belong. He'll represent you and be your personal attorney and tell people to fuck off that don't respect your journey. This year, an enchanted new elf joined the show, wearing a green mankini on his crack down below. (laughs) 
He brings a big smile, laughs and lots of stories of shame. He's our normal drinker, our lad, nicknamed No Game Hame. Oh, no. Be it a posh garden party, a mate's wedding or a wake, Hamish is there with an important point to make. Everyone can stop, no matter how much you drink. Sobriety is much more rewarding than drunk, I think. Oh, and Alan is here, reluctantly wearing his Christmas hat, fiddling with knobs and setting up mics and other crap. And our lovely Lucy has come back to bring us Christmas cheer to our little party with crackers and no Baileys and no beer. So join us and the elf at our Christmas shindig. Giggle as Alan and Elf do a weird Christmas jig. Together we will fight to keep that pesky wine witch at bay and you will learn how to feel the awkward and do it anyway. With the Elf's help, you'll make it through Christmas Day. The anxiety will pass and your headaches stay away. You'll be able to enjoy this yuletide time and have buckets of fun because guess what, guys? There's a sober Elf in everyone. Yeah, that was brilliant, Vic. So good. Excellent. Brilliant poetry. Yeah, thanks. Nothing about Satan or sphincters. (laughs) We're all good. I'll be waiting for next year's edited poem. (laughs) (laughs) Next year there's going to be a lot about Satan and sphincters. (laughs) Satan sphincter, the Christmas poem. (laughs) We're all the children to read it together. (laughs) (laughs) Stand up in class. Oh, Mummy's written me a special poem. (laughs) Satan sphincter. You're so good at that, Vic. That was awesome. Well done. Um, You can either look at Christmas as the biggest challenge of your year or as the biggest opportunity. Yeah, either way, if you get to the end of the day without having had a drink, you will feel incredibly proud of yourself. Trust us. Yes, we do trust us and you. (laughs) What might have seemed impossible a short while ago and something that you dreaded doing will, over time, become a day you really look forward to. Just remember how excited you were about Christmas when you were a child, before alcohol even entered your life. That is so true, that Mm. childlike joy that we talk about, that we missed out on and all those years of drinking. It does come back. I get excited on Christmas morning when the kids run in and say they've found Santa's beard and John's out in the garden, you know, ringing jingle bells and all those joys of Christmas come back when you're sober because you're not thinking about booze and it is a wonderful feeling. Mm. Now, it wouldn't be Christmas without the giving and receiving of gifts. So I set you both a challenge. We've all got to bring a gift that either costs you $5 or less or is a re-gift. Okay. Uh, where's mine? Wait, wait, let me get it. I've got one. I'm going to hand this way. So you've got to hand that. Okay, I'm going to give you this okay, one. Okay, which way are we so doing there you go, you've got to hand this way. Okay, so and there's yours. Oh, you've got Christmas paper, I've got Lucy. You this I did. One. Thank you. This is thank you so well. much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Shall oh. I go first with you this little first. one? Yes. Oh, now, yeah. the trick is not to do them up too tightly because when you're trying yeah, to open a present on podcast. What have you got? What have you got? It's a hairy bum hole. It's a thumbs up. Yes. I love it. It's a hairy bum hole. It's a little toy that I'll take a picture of it and its eyes pop out of its head. Yeah, so what he does actually is if you put him on a desk, he can hold your phone upright in between his hands. Oh, I love him. Is that five less than five dollars? That was a regift, I think. I think it's a bargain. It's my best How present I've ever had. <laughs> Sorry, all of the Vanstones and Wellers. Yeah, it's better than um Hamish I don't know whether you know this, but my when I was growing up, my parents used to put empty boxes under the tree and then they'd go, Vicky, Vicky, there's a present for you under the tree and then they'd all laugh and I'd open it, it'd be an empty box and they'd all be like, ha 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 And my mum used to wrap up ornaments as well and we'd open it and be like, Oh, can you put that back on the mantelpiece? No way. <laughs> but it was a joke, it was pretty funny. Fair That's enough. The birth of Satan. God. It's generational. No wonder you started drinking at Christmas when you were five. <laughs> <laughs> 
Clayton's gift were already upon me. Lucy, do you want to open yours? I'll open mine. I'm quite jealous of that, though. Yeah, that is well, quite good. I had to give it to her because of the thumbs up. Yeah, I love a thumbs up. Who have I got this from? This is from me. From you. It's from Sansa. It's from Sansa. Really it's from Sansa. They're all from Sansa. <laughs> oh, it's so, a... Turn it around. Oh, my God, I love it. What I haven't it? had one of these for years. It's one of those things that you... Do you put it on the bread before you toast yes. it? So you oh. stamp your piece of bread. Yes. And it's got Jesus Christ. And, or is that just a really miserable old hag? Hold on, it's me. No. Let me see. <laughs> I think it's meant to be the Virgin Mary. Oh, it's the Virgin Mary. Oh, she looks a bit grumpy. She does look grumpy. So now that can be our new Christmas <laughs> tradition. Yeah. Virgin Mary toast. I mean, how appropriate. Virgin Mary it's toast. Very yeah. Christmassy, doesn't it? But rather than a, than a Bloody Mary. Yeah. A vir- Virgin Mary toast. Oh, my God. God, Christmas will just be so good this year. That is the perfect replacement. Thank you so much, That's Hamish. Right. I actually love it. Yeah, Thank it's you. great. Okay, now I've got something here from Vic. This is a lucky Buddha. Yeah. This lucky Buddha oh. has a big belly, which turns everything smooth and favourable for you. Yeah, I think you rub the belly. Oh, yeah, it's going to bring I all like your... I like it. It's thought. a small golden statue. Yep. He can yep. sit on my desk and I can yep. rub his belly. It's pure luck for the whole year, you that. take That's him camping it. with you. We've really covered all the different religions here. Yeah, we, we have, Yeah. <laughs> Vic, you got one more there. I was hoping I'd get you, Vic. I'm sure oh. it would have worked, but... Oh, oh they... my God! I can't believe I mentioned it in the podcast. I and you've, I said, get some nice straws and some sparklers and put them in your drinks. And she has got me some chef's gadgets for everyday chefs. Pack six acrylic they're, swizzle sticks. They're swizzle oh, sticks wow. and sparklers and for umbrellas. For well, I know you've just got a thing about them. You've Can you got believe a thing it? About them. But I know Christmas Day worked really well for you last year when you did the yep. non-alcoholic mocktail competition. Yeah. And it was a really good thing. And you said perfect. But so I thought, well, if Hamish got them, we could tell him to do it. On yes. Christmas yes. Day. Yes. I just know how much you love a cocktail oh, umbrella. I'm gonna, I am actually going to take those to Thailand with me, and I'm going to have them on Christmas Day. Are you allowed to take sparklers on the plane? Probably not. Probably uh, not. You could probably check them in. And yes. also, I love unravelling umbrellas because yes. they always have strange Chinese writing inside. It's like a mysterious scroll. Oh, I didn't. Yes, know they that. always you unroll them, and there's old Chinese newspapers on them. It used to really intrigue me when I was a child. I if got she doesn't it. get out much. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no idea she'd like, be so delighted when, with this gift. <laughs> listen, after after my parents had given me the the empty boxes, they used to lock me in a room and I'd unravel umbrellas <laughs> for five hours. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really don't worry mum and dad are lovely to me I've had the best Christmases all my life I'm only joking mum and dad but I love you oh dear oh that was amazing thank you thank you Lucy for coming in this is the penultimate episode of Sober Awkward because we are going to sneak in that little William Porter cravings one for you beforehand so that will be eye-wateringly insightful I am sure so keep an eye out for that guys I thought you were saying sneak in a willy I was like, we're just going to sneak in a willy before Christmas sneak in a little willy always doing that Hamish always <laughs> Sneaky Willie's in. Sneaky Willie. It's a saucy episode today. It is, is, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you all for listening and for your support and your messages throughout the whole season. We've loved doing this and hearing from you all from all over the world. So I guess there's nothing left to say other than to wish you a wonderful Christmas from all of us at Sober Awkward. It's Christmas! Merry Christmas one and all. If you're questioning your relationship with booze, you're struggling to moderate, or your hangovers are causing anxiety, it might be time to reach out for some support. Yeah, just talk to a mate about how you're feeling, contact a local doctor, find an AA or sobriety group. Vic's got one. Yeah, just head to www.cuppa.community. 
Remember, if you're questioning yourself, it might be time to seek support. Even though this journey can be awkward, it is definitely worth it. And if you've enjoyed the Sober Awkward podcast, don't forget to review it, rate it and share it with your mates. Do they have to share it with their mates? Yeah, of course they do. I'm not doing this for nothing, Hamish. Bloody hell. How do they share it?